We are mere days away from the open of Charlotte Hornets training camp. What's the one thing that Brandon Miller can do to get more time in this rotation early on? Plus, I share some key injury updates heading into camp, and I bring back a fan favorite, Stangin' or Clangin'. That's all ahead on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. What's up, what's up, what's up? It is Locked On Hornets, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and daily wherever you get podcasts, including on YouTube, where you can see my bright, shining face. I'm Doug Branson. Uh, you can catch more of my work on my uh, Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, where I'm excited as this preseason is about to open up. To restart my game recaps, you can get all of those at everyhornetsboxscore.com. I'm going to open up the notebook. Plus, you can catch me on subtext. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on hornets. Get 1v1 access to my depraved hornets thoughts right into your texts. Um, That's exciting. I don't know. You might find that exciting. I think the people that have joined have found it exciting. I'm typically joined by Walker Mail from WFNZ, the Wes and Walker show, 12 to 3 on WFNZ every afternoon. He's feeling a little under the weather. So if you do catch him on WFNZ this morning, you'll know he's playing hooky from this show. Let him know on the text line uh, who's actually more important. But thank you for making us uh, your first listen every day. Got a big show ahead. I want to get into what we teased on the last episode which is this big question. What, what's the one thing that Brandon Miller can do right now to show that he uh, deserves more time in the rotation very early on in this season to prove to Coach Clifford and the rest of this team that he's ready for that big rookie role? I'll have that in just a second. Plus, we've got some injury updates, and I want to do a little addition of Stangen or Klangen. Uh, tell you essentially what's hot or not for the week that was in Charlotte Hornets basketball. But let's talk about Brandon Miller. Because we did the small forward preview in the last episode, and I wanted to give plenty of time to talk about how Brandon Miller gets to a big rotation role early on and even a starting role uh, sooner rather than later. And I'm not talking about injuries because those happen. And, you know, if, if those happen, then he gets that starter role by default. But what if everyone stays healthy? What are the things that he needs to do? And I think right away, if if you're guessing at this point, I think it would be easy to say, play solid defense, play mistake-free team defense, because that's something that Coach Clifford puts a big onus on. It keeps players on the floor under a, under a Clifford coach team. And we know that Brandon Miller has the tools to be a good defender. Maybe he's not big enough quite yet, and just in terms of bulk, he'll get there. But he's 6'9", 6'11", wingspan, nearly a 7-foot wingspan. And, and he has talked a lot about his dedication to the defensive end of the floor. So all of those elements are there. That would be an easy thing to point to. But I'm not going to go there. You could also guess, uh, I don't know, playmaking perhaps? Because look, this team doesn't really have a dedicated backup point guard. They did sign Frank Nielakina, uh in the offseason, but there's question marks around him making the team. And is he really a backup point guard? And he has a lot of offensive issues uh, that, that Dennis Smith Jr. struggled with as well. You're looking to for him to play a defensive role. But, but what's that playmaking skill for Frank Nielakina? So there's an opportunity there for Brandon Miller to, to show out, show an underrated part of his game, his passing game, and, and get more of a rotation role. 
I'm not even going to go there, though. I think it's a good point, but I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to go with the most obvious thing that we saw at Alabama, and I think the thing that excites you most about Brandon Miller, and that's the offensive side of his game. That's the shot-making side of his game. That Particularly, that's the three-point shot-making element of his game. And I want to give you a few stats here from the previous season, context being that there were a lot of injuries, but here are the stats from last season that I think are important to understand before we continue to talk about this. The Charlotte Hornets were dead last in points per possession. They were second to last in effective field goal percentage. They were 21st in three-point field goal frequency. They were 29th in three-point accuracy. When LaMelo Ball was on the floor, this team was nearly six points per possession better. He was really the entire offense. He was the engine that made this offense go. And so you're listening to this right now and you're saying, yes, exactly, Doug. He was the engine and he only played 36 games. So what happens if LaMelo Ball plays double that? What if he gets to 70 games? Wouldn't the offense be magically better? How can Brandon Miller's shot making really make that big of an impact enough to secure him a bigger and bigger role within this rotation? Well, I would say a couple of things. I think LaMelo Ball's health is still a question mark. You're coming off of four ankle injuries. You're coming off a wrist injury a few seasons ago that still seemed to bother you in that last season. So I think that's still a question mark. You do bring back Miles Bridges from two seasons ago when they won 43 games and they were one of the best offensive teams in the league. But this team is being coached by Steve Clifford now. It's not the same, it's not this quite the same core of players. It's not the same coach, not the same team. Uh, there's there are a lot of players still holding over, but not it's not all the same team. So, you know, I think that that shot making from Brandon Miller, especially if it comes off the bench early on, is going to be super vital to him getting a bigger and bigger role in this rotation because LaMelo Ball cannot play the entire game. And in fact, it might be detrimental for him to play huge amounts of minutes um, as you know we look to see if he can stay healthy for an entire season. Uh, you know, I'm not saying rest LaMelo Ball. He's young. You got to play young guys. Uh, but to have him, to, to put the entire team on LaMelo's back might be detrimental. So if there are guys that can step up and make shots when he's not on the floor, that's going to tremendously help this team become more balanced because I think eventually Steve Clifford is going to get this defense figured out. I don't think they're going to be tw- I don't think they're going to finish 21st in defense like they did last season. You already started at the end of last season seeing the improvements in the defensive end of the floor and he didn't even have his full complement of players. And so I think you're going to see those things improve naturally. But what I think Brandon Miller can make a bigger impact in is just receiving the basketball and knocking down shots or even occasionally getting his own shot. I don't think he's going to have to do that a ton, but if he can just get the ball in the corner, knock down corner threes, allow this team to take more threes, be in more games late because their offense has been able to complement um, some of the defensive improvements that we saw last season, that'll be huge. I mean, I just I just go back and look at, think about rookies of the past, and I think about Malik Monk who we all thought was going to come in and knock down shots, wasn't able to, and was had defensive issues all over the place. He ends up washing out, going to, you know, eventually recovering his career in Sacramento, yes, but it didn't work out in Charlotte. And then I think about James Booknight, who we all thought, you know, huge star at Connecticut, was a shot maker all over the floor, 
and wasn't able to replicate that offense early on. And the confidence seemed to go away for both of those players. I think Malik Monk leaked confidence. I think James Booknight leaked confidence. And ultimately, they didn't have the defensive part of their game to to help steady their, or at least help give a, uh, a reason to continue playing them. There really was no reason to play either of those players because you were really relying on them for ultra offense and they weren't even give, they were giving you substandard offense. So that's the thing. I'm not saying that the defensive part of Brandon Miller's game is unimportant. I'm not saying the playmaking part of Brandon Miller's game is unimportant. Those things are the high floor that we talk about. Those things are will solidify his role within this team, and that's the reason why he's not going to Greensboro. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be an important part of this team moving forward. But the question is, how does he go from important part of this team to like key player who you are just forced to play big minutes night in and night out? I think the shot making is key. One more rookie example. It's the rookie that still is, or a former rookie that is still with this team. They just signed him to another contract. It's P.J. Washington. Remember how P.J. started his career with the Charlotte Hornets. Yes, he had a starting role because of the context, the situation around that team after he was drafted. But he came in knocking down three-point shot after three-point shot. I think he made seven in his first game. Like, it was it was nuts. It was crazy, right? But his confidence was buttressed right there, and he took that and he built upon it. And so that's the fear for me, and I don't I don't think this is going to happen, but I certainly, you know, having come off the Malik Monk and James Booknight experience, I have to have a little bit of fear that Brandon Miller will start his season much like he started Summer League, which is not being able to get a shot. Now, what's the difference, right? Summer League to regular season, he's going to be playing with a lot better players. He's going to be playing with, ha a point guard, hopefully. I mean, you know, at least, Frank, you know, if he's playing off the bench and, and LaMelo is not playing alongside him for all of those minutes, at least Frank Nielakina has shown an ability to be, be a playmaker on the NBA level. So he's going to have different personnel. But I hope he gets started making shots early on. I hope the team puts him in positions where he can get open shots and knock them down to build the confidence early on that he can use to quickly accelerate his role. Injuries will happen, and he will have an opportunity to showcase himself as a starter at some point this season. I just don't even think there's a doubt about that. And I want when that moment comes, whether it's game one or game 50 or whatever, whenever that moment comes, I want his confidence to be sky high. And I don't think that confidence is going to be derived from the defensive end of the floor. I don't think it's going to be derived because he's a great playmaker. I think his confidence is all going to be about has he been able to make shots consistently on the NBA level? I think that's the key piece. What do you think? I want to know what you think. Hit me up in the comments on YouTube. Join subtext where you can text me directly what you think. Join subtext.com forward slash uh, locked on Hornets. Okay, much more ahead. I've mentioned injuries a couple of times already in this first segment coming up on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We got some updates from head coach Steve Clifford on uh, the injury front, including Cody Martin, the big mystery of the Charlotte Hornets basketball team. I'll give you the update on the other side, but not before I tell you about our friends at DoorDash. Have you burnt your last piece of toast? Womp womp. Have your avocados gone bad? Well, now you can't even do avocado toast. Or is the hot sauce bottle empty? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. This reminds me that I am out of milk. 
and I should use DoorDash as soon as I get off here so that I don't have to go to the grocery store because there's never a parking spot. I don't know what it is. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I don't know what it is about the grocery stores here, but I can never find a parking spot. It is ridiculous. That's why I should use DoorDash. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You're going to get exactly what you ordered, or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. With easy substitutions right in the, the old app, and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Here's the deal. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to twenty up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNBA. All one word, LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. It's a limited-time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20. No minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Don't go any Anywhere, locked on Hornets. As I said at the top of the show, we are just a couple of days from training camp opening, but before that happens, we're going to go into media day, and all of the questions that we have uh, will finally be answered. All the burning questions from the offseason, we're going to hear from Coach Clifford. We'll get to hear from most, if not all, of the players. Walker Mail will be my co-host. We'll be there on the ground for WFNZ, um, interviewing some of these players and bringing back sound to the show. So that's going to be exciting. But we did get a little bit of an update from head coach Steve Clifford during the annual media luncheon. And here's the tweet from Steve Reed of the AP, at Steve Reed AP, if you want to follow him. Hornets coach Steve Clifford said Cody Martin will be limited to start training camp. Bryce McGowan's recently sprained an ankle, so he will be out for a little bit. Sounds like Mark Williams is healed from his thumb injury and will be able to practice. All right, so let me take these one at a time, each player, and tell you what it means and and who ultimately some of these absences will benefit as we take a look at the uh, rotation, my you know handy-dandy rotation document um, that I've shared. If you're a member of the subtext group, I've shared that um, on there. I'm going to share it with every Hornets box score as well. We can uh, go live to it here on YouTube if you want to take a look along with me. So let's start with Cody Martin. Uh, this is not great news, the fact that he's going to be limited to start training camp. Uh, this was a second-round pick, the first second-round pick in Charlotte Hornets history to sign a deal after his rookie deal. It was all exciting. Well, they they decided on which twin they wanted to go with, and they went with the one, Cody Martin, that was uh, more lauded for his defensive effort, though he was a great three-point shooter in that season before he signed the contract, one of the better three-point shooters um, in the league. And then when he uh, was asked to handle the ball a little bit more because of some injuries and step up a little bit more offensively, he was able to do that. So it was exciting when this team signed him to a contract. But as soon as he started ramping up, getting ready for last season, the injury concerns with his quad, and then that extended to some issues just the entire lower body seems to have failed him as he started to ramp up action. And it's been a little bit of a mystery. He was essentially out for the entire year. I think he played like 58 seconds before going down with the first injury, was able to return a little bit later, but it was obvious he was not 100% and and seemed to re-injure some things or or re-aggravate some things and was uh, quickly, quickly exited stage left and was not seen again for the rest of the season. 
and we haven't gotten a lot of updates about exactly what's going on. I wouldn't, especially for a, a guy in Cody Martin's tier where he's not a superstar player, I don't think that's terribly uh, odd uh, for a team to not want to like delve too deep into the to the issues. Like if this were LaMelo Ball, I think they would be forced to talk about it a little bit more. This team is a little bit unusually tight-lipped around injuries maybe versus the rest of the league. But it's not totally odd. But this is this is bad news that that he's not ready to go for this training camp. And and there's a little bit of vagueness around that idea. Uh, but who is it good for? I would say, look, Brandon Miller is going to benefit immediately from this because they relied two seasons ago on Cody Martin as sort of a hybrid sixth man with Kelly Oubre. And so if Cody Martin were 100%, I could see them doing a similar thing with Martin and Miller. Uh, you know, going a little bit hybrid six man where you're splitting minutes between those two. But like if I'm reevaluating the minutes um, after this show, I'm going to obviously move Cody Martin down a little bit and move Brandon Miller up um, to like a solid six man role. I think it's good news for Frank Nilakina because look, Nilakina, I think we all thought, okay, I guess this is a backup point guard option. But maybe this was, hey, we don't know what Cody Martin's deal is going to be. And defensively, we need somebody off the bench that can guard wing players. Well, that's Frank Nielakina. Like he's a he started as a point guard, but really, if you look at his last year with Dallas, he's a backup wing defender. Um, that's that's that was his calling card there. And so he would naturally sort of assume that role. And so then at backup point guard, you're saying, yes, Frank can do a little bit of that. And then you're also re- relying on Terry Rozier. So that's kind of bad news uh, because we've seen as Rozier gets more responsibility with point guard, his shooting numbers uh, tend to dip. So that's not great news. I think it'd be great news for Nick Smith Jr. as well, the other rookie, the uh, late first rounder that they snagged. Uh, former teammate of Brandon Miller's, I think Nick Smith Jr. is going to get a bigger look, especially with the other news that Bryce McGowan sprained his ankle. Uh, that that would be another guy that you would look at at maybe uh, some backup shooting guard or some reserve shooting guard minutes. I think you now have to look at Nick Smith Jr. and say, all right, this is your opportunity, Rook. Show us what you got. Uh, Amari Bailey, I had destined him for the Swarm. He's over here one category over. I think Amari Bailey and Book Knight, look, you're going to get a little bit more of a look with now two of the wing players out and Cody Martin and Bryce McGowan's could be a last chance kind of opportunity for Book Knight. And then Amari Bailey, you might get a little bit of a closer look, but I think you're still um, destined for some time with the Greensboro Swarm. I think they're probably going to lean on the other investment, James Book Knight, the last opportunity for him to showcase uh, before the Hornets make a decision on, on his future. The bit of good news is that Mark Williams, who did have that thumb injury that uh, had him out for several games towards the end of last season and then I think limited him in the way that he ended last season, he's healed. No issues there. Going to be able to practice. We've seen um, shots of him practicing uh, at the Hornets facility, so it's good that he's there. He's involved with the team. Um, That's, you know, you can't take that for granted after we got the news about Kai Jones um, not not participating. So I think that's good news for Hornets fans because I think Mark Williams, more so than Miles Bridges, more so than PJ Washington, more so than Brandon Miller, I think Miles Bridges, or I think that Mark Williams is going to be the key factor outside of LaMelo Ball. Obviously, this team lives or dies on LaMelo Ball. But outside of that, Mark Williams is the key player to decide if this team legitimately has a chance 
um, at shocking the NBA this season and becoming the team that you go, whoa, where did they come from? For a couple of reasons. One, if Mark Williams isn't involved, if he's hurt, they've got to rely on Nick Richards and Kai Jones or go out and get a third center. But, you know, the center rotation is not very deep. It's not very – it's not veteran. It's not – Nick Richards is not uh, what you would call somebody that's, like, super great on the defensive end. I think you're looking for energy from him. You're looking for offensive rebounds, putbacks from Nick Richards. But Mark Williams is going to drive your defense, and he's going to make up for the fact that up top you don't have – two guys in LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier that have shown consistently that they can defend the point of attack. There's going to be a lot of opposing bodies flying at Mark Williams. And last season, he showed that he has the ability to defend those bodies that that come through the lane and deter some of those shots in the lane with his wingspan, but also guard without fouling. He can keep himself on the floor. Very smart, very skilled, I think he's going to be the key for Steve Clifford to build a legitimate defense here. He will be a, a big factor. And so the fact that he's healthy is not bothered by that thumb. No lingering injuries there. We're just going to cross our fingers collectively as a fan base that that holds true through training camp, through preseason. Let's just, I, you know, we're going to do a lot of analysis of, of how Brandon Miller's playing and how Mark Williams is playing and how LaMelo is improving his game. But the, sub, the, the thing that's going to lie underneath the surface, the subtext of everything, if you will, jointsubtext.com forward slash lockdown hornets, everything that lies beneath that is everyone stay healthy. That's it. Everyone stay healthy because this team, I, I think Steve Clifford needs to see his full deck of cards here. I think Hornets fans need to breathe a sigh of relief at some point and say, hey, we got to the regular season without – one single sprained ankle. That w- even if they go uh, over in the preseason, if they lose every single, if they get blown out in every single preseason game, if they can get to regular season game number one without a single sprained ankle, then um, I think the Hornets fans will will count themselves lucky. All right, coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. I'm excited about this, folks. I am super excited. We're bringing back a fan favorite, Stangin or Clangin. What's hot? What's not from the week that was in Charlotte Hornets basketball? You don't want to miss it. Locked on Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, love talking Hornets here every day on the Locked On Hornets Podcast. We're super excited to be back uh, every day, and we're excited that Media Day is coming up on Monday. We're going to get to our list, by the way. We have not forgotten about the list. Monday show, we're just going to mow through all of the. We've got who wore it best. We've got the Nick, the top 35 nicknames in franchise history. We've got the top 35 players in franchise history. We're going to mow through all of those lists on Monday because we're not going to have Media Day updates until Tuesday's show. So we are going to take care of it all on Monday. If you've been interested in those lists, you are definitely going to want to tune in to Monday's episode. But before we get to that, I got to do some stanging or clanging. I, I got to bring, bring it back. And I'll just say this. I wish Walker uh, good health. I hope he gets healthy very soon. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not glad that he's sick. But I will say that if he was going to miss a show, this was the show to miss uh, because I've got a lot here. I've got a lot of staying and clanging to get to, and I just get the mic all to myself. I get you 
uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets fan all to myself. And I've got some music. I put the headphones on for this segment. So let's get to it. Let's hit the loop. Let's get us in the mood. Stangin' or Clangin', here we go. Stangin' or Clangin', what's hot, what's not in the week that was in Charlotte Hornets basketball. Let's start with the positive. Let's start with some Stangin'. He's on fire! Everyone that's joined the subtext so far, you're Stangin'. The sickos that are keeping me up to date on who Kelly Oubre is dating and how that might affect his relationship with James Harden. Now, I can't confirm any of this information, so I'm not going to put it on the air, but I love that people are just texting me Kelly Oubre updates, who's he dating, how that's going to affect James Harden. That's amazing. So all of you sickos, keep it up, uh, and the subtext has been great. Let's go to Clang. No good! The Hornets media elite who were too busy fine dining to ask head coach Steve Clifford a single basketball question. I have been complaining about this uh, seemingly all week because it has just got me so uh, riled up. that, And I, and I hate that Walker was not there because I wouldn't be complaining about this because Walker would have asked a basketball question. We got some updates, but I just feel like it was a missed opportunity heading into media day. Those are moments where... You know, you're getting the coach in a situation where it's not quite, uh, you know, media day where everything is sort of buttoned up and everybody's ready to go. We've gotten some interesting quotes and some interesting context for the season out of those moments. Just think it was a missed opportunity. Come on! Where were we? We fell asleep at the wheel because the food at Roosters was too good. Um, All right, let's hit some more stanging. Showtime! My Kai Jones update song. I think it was Stangin', and it debuted alongside Kai Jones' album, Infinity Money. I hope he has Infinity Money. Um, that's, it might be key for him moving forward if that money continues to be um, Infinity. And Clangin'. Ugly shot! Kai Jones dropping out of Hornets practice. Not a great sign for Kai Jones that he started as, as Walker... Uh, mentioned in the last episode, it seems like he was being involved in some of the voluntary, it's key to understand, they were voluntary kind of workouts before training camp, and then suddenly disappeared, and the Hornets um, seem to want to get that message out during that annual luncheon uh, time, was reported by uh, multiple people who were there for that luncheon, that Kai Jones uh, was not involved in those voluntary workouts. But then Stangin... Literally a day later, we've got Kai Jones posting a photo on his IG story of him back in the Hornets practice facility. A little taking a little selfie. You can see all of the Hornets logos in the background. It was definitely him. Definitely him at the practice facility. So that's Stangin', right? Terrible shot. But I'm not sure, Clangin'. I'm not sure it's even real because the internet is a hellscape of deep fakes was was he taking a picture of himself that day like i feel like at this point i almost need kai jones to like hold up a newspaper with a charlotte observer with today's date or one of those like reddit things where you confirm that you're real for the amas and you know you put today's date in a piece of paper i almost need that from kai jones to confirm that he's that he's back in the groove that he's back with the organization that everything's okay uh because He's the third string center, whether you like it or not, whether you think he's a point guard or a power forward on the depth chart, they don't have a third center. It's, I mean, it, I mean, emer- emergency situation, it's PJ Washington, but you can't rely on that long-term if you want to win basketball games. 
Uh, so it's Kai Jones, and he's got a big opportunity this season. He's one injury away from big minutes, and to not to not be involved at this point is almost to force the Hornets' hand, who have an extra roster spot available. It's almost forcing their hand to be ready to go out and find a Nerland Snowell, as someone um, suggested, it, as Chris, uh, our big fan, suggested um, in the comments, going out and finding a guy like that. There are guys like that all over the place that, you know, center is not a uh, is not a priority position. It's not a deep position anymore. But there are guys out there that are floating around uh, that, that will be available if they need another center and they don't want to rely on Kai Jones. Okay, Stangin. Monster Jam! Bally's is back, which means Eric Collins is back, which means Ashley Shahamani is back, which means Del Curry, DC for three, is back. And they're adding another person to the mix, Terrence Oglesby, former Clemson player. Uh, we'll see what he can do as part of the team that will be um, in the uh, with Ashley Shahamadi uh, doing the sort of back and forth during the breaks. So excited that the team is back. I know people are not super excited about Bally's in general, and that's kind of why it's also clanging. Bally's being a regional sports network, being on cable. I don't think that's been great for the Hornets. I don't think that's been great for the league. I guess it's been great for the organization in that, you know, Bally's has paid the Hornets and all these other teams money, and that looks great on their balance sheet. But I don't think it's made the game accessible to as many people as possible. And Bally's attempt at making an over-the-top streaming service just fell absolutely flat. Nobody's going to pay all of that money for blackouts. You know, it's 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 not a thing that's sustainable. Obviously, Bally's is bankrupt. They're belly up. But at least in the meantime, to me, Bally's was the best option for next season for everybody to see the games like they've been accustomed to seeing the games. And it gives the NBA and the Charlotte Hornets and this new ownership group a little bit more time to figure out, all right, how are we going to broadcast these games in the future? How do we pay for it? How do we make up for the fact that Bally's isn't going to give us, you know, this stack of cash maybe next season? Maybe they do. Maybe they stay afloat somehow. But if they don't, I think the Hornets have to explore uh, an over-the-air option, maybe go back to broadcasting games on a uh, local network. Um, I think that would be great for fans because, you know, it opens up the possibility for the people who cut the cord to go out and buy an antenna and watch Hornets games for free. Hey, what a concept. You know, make your product available to as many people as possible. This news all comes on the heels of the Utah Jazz saying, hey, forget Bally's, forget whatever sports net. We're going to stream it ourselves. They got the local deal. They did the thing that I think the Hornets should explore doing. This over-the-top deal looks pretty stinging. You get the the season for 15 bucks a month or like $12.50 a month if you do it for a year. You get all the games. It's simple. You just get the games. And you get them if you're a local fan. So it's like 150-mile radius. So there's no blackout situation. You just get the games. It's super simple. I think the problem, if you want to do another clanging, the problem is that 15 bucks a month for one team, okay, let's dive into the future five, 10 years from now. What if all your teams do that? What if the Panthers do that? What if uh, UNC or Duke or, you know, what if uh, the Hurricanes, if you're a, or, or, or Charlotte FC, what if all these teams go to a streaming option? What if there's no other way to get them? All right. And, and they're all 15 bucks. Well, suddenly, if you're just a fan of Charlotte sports, and not just a fan of the Hornets. Like, if you're just a fan of the Hornets, it's great. You, you pay your $15, and then you pay your Netflix bill, and then you pay your whatever, 
and you, you move on with your life. But if you're a Charlotte sports fan, suddenly this proposition becomes a lot, lot more expensive. So it's something to keep an eye on, I think. All right, um, so so Stangin, you'll get to watch the games. Boom shakalaka! Clangin. Boom shakalaka. Uh, bo- <laughs> that's, uh, that's Walker trying to say boom shakalaka, and instead he said... Boom shakalaka. Uh, bo- <laughs> <laughs> I love hitting that when he's not here. Hitting it when he's here is fun, but hitting it when he's not here, I think is even more fun. Uh, maybe that makes me an evil person. I'm not sure. Boom, shall I, uh, boom. <laughs> final clanging, final clanging, and this one's kind of funny. The Hornets social media account gets the final clanging because, and I've got a shot of this uh, that I can share with you if I pull it up. Here we go. So this is the Hornets social media, their their official account on X or Twitter or whatever. They tweeted, all right, internet, go do your thing. We'll cry laughing emoji. Photoshop Terry Rosier into any background. We'll pick our favorites to post. And then they attach two images of Terry Rosier with a green screen background. One, he's got his hands on his hips. The other one, he is uh, hand in the air, uh, mid-air layout and then green screen and the charlotte hornets official twitter account said internet go do your thing these are famous last words challenging the internet to green screen anything because what will the internet immediately do they will make a joke that is inappropriate they will put terry rosier in inappropriate situations and almost instantly Someone had Terry Rozier next to Osama bin Laden because Terry Rozier famously had one of the best, kind of funniest tweets in, uh, I think, NBA like player history. Uh, the Devin Booker Hooters tweet was pretty funny, but but Terry making this random observation many, 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 many years ago when Twitter was still a fun place where people just made goofy observations and wasn't a uh, you know an alt right hellscape. Um, you know, Terry said. Uh, the, the tweet I'm paraphrasing here was essentially that uh, he, that Osama bin Laden should have hooped uh, because he's super tall. That was the observation. <laughs> and so, of course, someone photoshopped him next to Osama bin Laden. They photoshopped him in other inappropriate situations. And the reason I'm showing you a screenshot of this tweet is because almost immediately the Hornets Twitter account, X account, X'd this tweet took it down. It's no longer available. Um, I quote tweeted it most dangerous game because like, why would you, (laughs) why would you challenge the internet to do anything with your brand? Um, it's, we've, it's not as if this is the first time this has happened. This has happened countless times, whether it's giving people an opportunity to vote in a poll and leaving the option for other open, they're always going to vote something in that's ridiculous. It's how you get Bodie McBoatface or challenging them to do any kind of Photoshop with your brand. Uh, I'm glad they did it. It made for some uh, funny viewing in that brief little moment that it existed. But I just don't know uh, really what you're thinking. And that's you don't even need to give people green screen anymore. That's the part of this. The part of this is foolish is not the fact that Terry is green screen. The technology exists now. I mean, you can pull people out of photos that are just normal photos. You don't even need to give green screen, but they gave them the opportunity by saying, all right, internet, go do your thing. I'm not sure anyone on the his in the history of this planet has ever said, all right, internet, go do your thing. 
and there have been positive results. <laughs> uh, maybe at some point there were there, there were these golden ages of the internet where everything wasn't um, weird and dark, but. I would say in the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, has anyone ever said, all right, internet, go do your thing? And uh, it turned out a positive result. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I'm going to venture to guess that that I'm correct in that. All right, thanks so much. Fun show. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen uh, today. Uh, you can make your second listen Locked On NBA, where they are hard at work at putting together the ultimate NBA preview Uh, So go ahead and subscribe now. It's going to come out soon. I just did an interview as part of that with Locked On Spurs and Locked On Blazers and Locked On Wizards. They unfortunately put me um, in in the tankers discussion at the tank table. The Hornets accidentally tanked. It wasn't as if they meant to tank. They didn't mean to get the number two overall pick. Uh, They were certainly happy that they did, uh, but they were not supposed to be in that discussion. And so I made sure to let everyone know that, that I am here uh, because of what happened last season, but I don't think the Hornets, uh, if they stay healthy, I don't think the Hornets are going to be, they're not going to be at the playoff table. You know, maybe, they, that would be shocking. But they're not going to be at the tanker table again. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I held it in the whole time. Um, go to Lockdown NBA, subscribe there, and uh, follow me on uh, sub, uh, Substack, yeah, Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, subtext. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on hornets. Thanks so much for joining me. Walker's back on Monday for Walker Mail. I'm Doug Branson saying go Hornets, go America. Let's form Charlotte. Why not? Let's do it. Boom, Charlotte. Uh, boom. <laughs>